the Financial Sense Lifetime Planning Program. Now, here's the Financial Sense News Team. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Today on Lifetime Planning, you have myself, Aaron Wiegman, and Crystal Colbert here today to talk to you a little bit about charitable giving. It is that time of year. It's the holidays. Uh, tend to be in that giving mood already, whether it be to your friends and family. But uh, today we are going to talk a little bit about what are some of the best ways that we can give to charities and different opportunities that we might have within our financial life to, to uh, make that kind of an impact to charities that are important to us. Yes. And today we want to highlight the ways that everyday individuals can kind of give back a little bit. So I think one of the easiest ways that you could potentially give back is we thought of a couple different charities. One in particular that I usually use is um, if you, everyone's heard of Amazon, right? Um, But there's- I'm guessing you probably buy a few things on Amazon. Yes. I even have the Amazon credit card. So we are very much involved. But if you go, there's a sub, special subsection of Amazon. It's called Amazon Smile. And it's very specific. In the URL, it has to say smile.amazon.com. And you can save that to, you know, your everyday login. Um, but basically everything that you buy off of smile.amazon.com, 0.5% of the purchase price, right? So it's like yeah. a percentage of whatever it is that you buy there. Yeah. Um, goes to that charity. Yeah. So you can actually pick the charity that you want it to go to. And then Amazon will donate on your behalf 0.5% of the price of the eligible purchase to the charity. Can you pick many charities or do you have to pick just one? That's a good question. I only have just the one, but I'll definitely have to look in to see if you can pick multiple. I would imagine with Amazon, they figured out a way to do that though. And then at the end of the year, do they give you some sort of a statement of sorts saying this is how much we donated in your name to such charity? Yeah, it'll tell you how much you've donated and it'll also tell you um, how much has been donated to that specific charity over, you know, the lifetime of Amazon Smile being up and running. So it's a really cool, easy way that anyone can donate because everyone shops on Amazon. (laughs) Oh, I mean, especially at this point in time, I mean, Amazon's a pretty busy company. Mm -hmm. Two-day shipping. It's amazing, especially in these days and times. There you go. So if you're already making those purchases, I, I think there's there's probably some other, there, you could probably look at other companies that you're uh, purchasing things from at this point in time too, that there, there might be similar-ish kind of things out there. Yeah. Um, Aaron, you were telling me about one. What was the one that uh, you recently donated to? Oh yeah. So, I mean, like I've, I've donated to different things. I mean, you wind up getting you know, the, the request from a lot of different places, but I mean, um, I've given money to the American Cancer Society or uh, American Heart Association just because of like, you know, family history with those kinds of diseases in, in my family. I feel about those types of organizations, but also my family uh, is a family of teachers too. So I had come across this video. It was a TED talk. And they were talking about different ways to make make impacts in people's lives. And they're talking about like this happiness quotient and uh, whether or not people who gave money away or gave to charity were happier people than people who just buy stuff for themselves. And turns out, as you might think, 
people who give money away or give to charities wind up being happier people in general. So I guess money can buy happiness. It just depends on how you wind up choosing to, to use it. But I guess the uh, what they had shown me was this uh, organization called Donors Choose. And it's kind of a, a cool thing. So it's teachers across the country, usually in more downtrodden, impoverished type schools, they, you know, teachers all the time have to purchase their own stuff to, to put in their classroom to teach their kids, which is unfortunate. So these teachers will put this, their whatever project it is that they would want funded on this website. And so you have an, you have the opportunity to uh, see what kind of project it is you'd want to fund. So if they need microscopes for the classrooms or if they need basketballs. And so I'm a big basketball fan. I wound up choosing a school that needed a basketball hoop and I donated a basketball hoop to these kids. And, you know, I guess it made a little bit bigger of an impact for me because these kids and the teacher, they actually wrote thank you notes, pictures of them playing with the hoop. And then the thank you notes from the kids, I mean, made a pretty big impact. So if you don't have anywhere to to give money, that was a pretty cool place that I wanted to give some money to. And it makes such a big difference when you can actually see the impact and know that you did well. Or good for somebody else. So I felt I felt much better about giving money there because you could see it (laughs) used, right? Yeah. And I guess that that is that is a you know something to bring up too because you want to know that the money that you're giving to an organization is being used and used properly, um, and it's not just going to overhead, right? Mm -hmm. So what are some places that people can look to? I guess vet whatever charity is that they're uh, they're trying to give to. Yeah, so we found two great websites to use. It's called Charity Navigator or GuideStar.org. Both were really awesome. You can kind of dig into the background, see what ratings they had as far as, you know, what their assets look like or whether they're a nonprofit profit of 501c3. You can see everything when it comes to the charities um, and kind of make or judge your decision on who you're going to donate based off of those ratings. The only thing I saw, or it's kind of hard for them to scale or really vet a charity that's a lot smaller, has like smaller impact. And one of the charities that's like close to my heart is one of those smaller charities. And I only know because somebody from my high school started it. So obviously they had a lot smaller of a rating just because they're a smaller charity, smaller impact. But if you're looking for the big, big charities and want to just make sure like, their money is going to, you know, what you want to help or just the cause that your heart, you know, has that tug on, then this is a great tool to use just to kind of get some background on each charity. Yeah, especially with all the scams that are out there, you don't necessarily want to just be giving money to some sort of scam. So even at baseline, you could look up on the IRS website and see if it is a legit 501c3 um, that you're giving money to. Exactly. And which is so important because all the time you'll see, you know, like GoFundMe pages and you're like, it's right. upset your heartstring. And then you find out later it wasn't even for anything good. <laughs> yeah. So obviously find the charities that are important to you, but, uh, you know, make sure that it is going to make the impact that you're looking to make as opposed to just writing a blank check. So um, find that to be important. I guess there's there's different ways of giving a charity, right? I mean, like obviously we've given the obvious one of just donating cash, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess when we get into the details of how you get give cash, uh, what kind of a financial impact does it make to you as the individual, right? Obviously, you're supporting these charities. 
you're supporting that church, the organization that you want to uh, impact, but how does that impact you from your bottom line? Yeah. So obviously, you know, you're doing well because you're contributing to charity, but also there are some benefits when it comes to donating to charity that could help you as an individual. Um, One of those is being able to deduct the funds that you contributed to charity, you know, from your taxes, but there are special rules as far as, you know, what you have to meet. Don't make it easy. Yeah, exactly. They're always going to get to some way. Um, So, you know, one of them being you have to itemize on your taxes in order to be able to get that benefit. And a lot of people, when they take the standard deduction, because the standard deduction is so high right now um, in these days, it's it's hard to go above and beyond that. So, you know, if you're itemizing, then yes, donating cash, you're probably going to be able to you know, the more that you donate, the more of a tax deduction that you're going to be able to get. So that's one thing to kind of note. Yeah, I guess, I mean, and with that cash, let's just say you are itemizing and you want to make an impact. Uh, can you write off all of your income? Nope, absolutely not. <laughs> so even if you wanted to, they, the IRS is only going to let you uh, take a deduction of up to 60% of your AGI. So that's still a pretty big amount of your AGI. But, you know, depending on on what you know, depending on what your taxable income is for the year, I guess, I guess that uh, that is a pretty big hurdle as far as like getting over and above the standard deductions. Mm-hmm. So if if you can make that work and you can itemize and you take these tax deductions, it makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. So if you donate over $250 to any charity, you have to make sure you have um, documentation of that donation. So that way, you know, if the IRS comes back at you, uh, you have proof that you made that donation. Um, so always keep good records when it comes to your taxes and um, if you're taking any sort of deduction, especially for charity. Gotcha. And they, they did have it easier in the last couple of years because of the pandemic and such. And there was a, it was it two years in a row that you could give $300 and not have to itemize. And so that could be like a charitable deduction that anyone could wind up taking with $300. Yeah. Yeah, it was above the line. So anyone who donated up to $300 could take that right off of their taxes. It was beautiful. But now that's gone as of 2022 and forward. So they didn't extend that one. Maybe one day it'll come back. Maybe, maybe one day. But things, tax laws are always changing. So who knows where that winds up going in the future. But you know, today's loss, this is what we're working with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess, would there be another way that we could give cash and kind of get that same impact? Um, but maybe in a more efficient way. Yeah. So um, now we're going to start nerding out on our financial planning uh, because there are other ways that you can at least, you know, reduce your taxable income um, by donating straight from your retirement assets. So there is a thing called qualified charitable distributions um, that you can make directly from your IRA. But of course, there's stipulations. So you have to be above age 70 and a half. Very, very important. And you can only donate up to $100,000 per year. But there are a bunch of benefits to doing that. Aaron, do you want to kind of go over what those benefits are? Yeah. I, I mean, if, if you are going to be giving uh, money, it's not as though you're taking, it has to be directly from the IRA itself. Mm-hmm. Right? And yeah. what's nice about that is by giving it directly from the IRA, you essentially get the tax benefits because it's not being taxed to you as the individual and you don't have to itemize your taxes. So it's all above the line kind of a giving uh, that that is going straight from your IRA. Yeah. 
So does it impact you like anything else tax wise? Yeah. And what's nice is, you know, like key is 70 and a half is when you can actually start making these qualified charitable distributions. As of right now, you don't have to take your required minimum distribution until age 72. So if you actually start doing that at 70 and a half and, you know, you do it each year, it could actually potentially lower your future future RMDs that you're going to be paying out. And then, of course, you can still do it afterwards. And it can actually, the qualified charitable distribution can actually count towards your RMD. So another great strategy to use if you don't need that income. Right. So I have I have a few people that I work with that you kind of write those checks throughout the year. And then we talk at the end of the year about how much they've already given to, to charity in those qualified charitable distributions. And then we wind up having to take whatever the remainder amount is for their RMD at the end of the year. Exactly. Exactly. So it's it's nice because you can also, you know, do part to yourself because, you know, you need the income still and then part to charity. So you're lowering your taxable income and you're doing good. Right. And you don't have to worry about taking the standard deduction or yes. uh, itemizing at that point. So it's a very efficient way for you to be giving money to charity at that at that time when you do reach the age of 70 and a half. Yeah. Right. And one other thing to know about qualified charitable distribution. So if you do do a qualified charitable distribution, you'll, you're definitely going to want to let your CPA know that it was a qualified charitable distribution because during tax time, a lot of the times the way that it's reported coming out of your IRA is it looks like a normal distribution. So the 1099R looks exactly the same. Mm-hmm. You have to direct your CPA to say that this was a charitable distribution. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And always keep good record. <laughs> right. Good to know. So let's just say, uh, you know, beyond that, um, are there other ways that we can wind up giving to a charity that might be more efficient, especially at the end of the year when we're talking about tax time, maybe we're doing some tax loss harvesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. Might there be some appreciate stock? Maybe it's not a stock that from this year, but maybe yeah. you have some long-term stock that you have. Yeah. If you held in a stock like ABC stock and you held it for over a year, at this point, if it was energy, then yeah, that did well this year. It was Amazon from years ago. Yeah, exactly. So if you have a nicely appreciated stock you can actually do um where you donate the appreciated stock directly to the charity of your choice and what's nice about that is it eliminates any capital gain taxes that you would have had to pay yourself and all of that you know the fair market value of the stock abc stock that day um, that's transferred over is you know tax deductible to you the only other stipulation that of course you have to be wary about is when it comes to gifting appreciated stock, um, you can only gift up to 30% of your AGI. So make sure, you know, if your AGI is at 90,000 for, you know, easy math, um, you're not donating over 30,000 in appreciated stocks because then you're not going to get that full, you know, deduction. The full impact to you tax-wise, right? Exactly. So cash... Cash is 60% and appreciated stock is 30%. Yes, exactly. So it is really nice because if you do, if you are able to, you know, meet that requirement and then also give the appreciated stock, one, you save money and paying those capital gain taxes. You don't have to worry about it. And the charity gets more as a contribution to them. So it's a win-win situation. (laughs) Nice. Nice. I like it. And what if, I mean, 
sometimes there would be some of those years that, uh, you know, maybe you want to give more in one year because it's a bigger tax year for you just for like income wise. Right. And so maybe, but you don't necessarily want to give it all to charity at that same very time. Mm-hmm. So is there another way you can wind up doing that? Maybe like bunching up some of those donations and then be able to dole it out as you, as you see fit. Yeah. Like you can leverage up your donations. So maybe instead of, you know, donating every single year, um, you could, you know, hold off on one year and then bunch it up in one year. Um, say you wanted to do 15,000 a year and then you're like, Oh, but I'm not going to get above that standard deduction limit. So I want to utilize that benefit of being able to deduct it from my taxes. Then mm-hmm. instead of, you know, doing it 15,000 each year, maybe you combine it every other year where you do a big $30,000 contribution to your charity of choice. And then you're able to, you know, reap in the bad benefits as long as you're over that standard. Right. Tax. So maybe you only itemize for your taxes once every other year or something like that because mm-hmm. you're making a gift. Exactly. Exactly. So there's always ways to, kind of get around it, but you just have to, you know, think it through. So actually have a plan. Yeah. Have a plan in place. Have a giving plan, right? (laughs) Yeah. So what, I mean, there's, there's a, there's another way, I guess you can kind of incorporate that too. If, uh, you know, with donor advised funds. Mm -hmm. So you could give that same appreciated stock, you could give cash and you can basically create this donor advised fund. There's, I mean, very popular places that you can do that. You know, some big charitable organizations allow you to do that directly with them. Um, Fidelity Charitable, Schwab has a charitable foundation. Um, so easy ways that you could gift, whether it be cash or stock, create what they call this donor advised fund. And essentially it winds up being a place where you kind of create your own personal little charity of sorts. Mm-hmm, exactly. Right? So you could bunch up that same, instead of $15,000, you could bunch that up and you could wind up gifting it into that donor advised fund. And then you have the opportunities to kind of dole it out as you please from there. But you can kind of like bunch up, you can get that tax advantage in that, that one year by, by doing that. Yeah. Uh, how, how does that work? I mean, you give us a little bit more detail on how that works. Yeah. So when you open up the donor advice fund and then you pick your charitable organization of choice, when you make that gift into the donor advice fund, you want to make sure, you know, it's an irrevocable gift. There's no way of once you're not getting it back. Yeah, you're not getting it back. You have officially decided you are giving it to charity. But the nice thing about it is it can grow tax-free in there. So if you, you know, put in appreciated stock um, and it continues to grow, it still is tax-free to that charity of your choice kind of thing. So it is a nice little way to have a plan in place. Or if you don't have a plan in place, you don't know who you're going to exactly gift it to at the time. You can put it into the donor advised fund and then decide later who it will go to. And then from there, you can choose any number of charities. Mm-hmm. Precisely. So it's a, like an investment account. You put money into this investment account and then over time, you can wind up giving the money out of it. Uh, you don't get a second tax deduction when you get, give the money out of it, mm-hmm. right? Nope. So, but I mean, another way to support the, the organizations that you care about and maybe help you out with that tax deduction that one year that you you give it away. Exactly. So there's a lot of planning opportunities when it comes to, you know, giving away to charity. A lot of things that us everyday investors can give to charity. So these are just, you know, a couple of the suggestions that we thought would help, especially during year end when we're trying to figure out, oh, how are we going to give? Who are we going to give to? These are some great methods of, you know, accomplishing those goals. 
Yeah, and then I, I think on, on top of that, and this is something that we can wind up discussing maybe further in a in another podcast, but just some of those planned gifts that you wind up giving, like including that into your estate planning, right? Um, you know, some easy things that people wind up doing are uh, changing the the beneficiary of their IRA to a charity, right? Mm-hmm. Charity pay any taxes on it, but your kids might. So if you're kind of trying to like pick and choose which things to give to a charity or the people that you love. You probably want to give the most taxable things to the charity, right? Exactly. And then on top of that, I mean, there's there's other things. There's charitable remainder trusts, um, charitable lead trusts, you know, different ways where you can get things out of your estate by giving it to charity. And then there's those, those taxable benefits or gifting, say, like a, a life insurance contracts. Because that's, that's, that's one of those things, too, where you say, all right, well, I've been giving money to this charity. I really would like them to continue having a gift after I'm not here. So one of the ways that uh, people have done that in the past, and I've worked on a couple of strategies like that, where we gift a life insurance policy to a charity, and then maybe we wind up using these qualified charitable uh, distributions from an IRA to gift money to the charity to pay the premiums. Mm-hmm. So so uh, if, if I wind up passing away and the charity like is not just like gone without my... Uh, you know, my gifts from a year to year basis. Now they have a life insurance policy that would wind up kind of helping them out in perpetuity. And I think that's just so cool because it's a way to leverage up all the funds to donate to a charity of your choice after, you know, death. So you're doing well while you're living and then you're doing well, you know, creating that legacy. So there's a, there's a lot of neat things that I think you can do in the here and now, you know, between now and the, End of the the holiday season, and then going on to next year. I think you know the big thing is is find those those charities, you know, organizations that are important to you, and uh, just create some sort of a giving plan that makes sense. You know, whether that be getting those tax deductions or not, right? Mm-hmm. And there's organizations that certainly do need your help at this time of year. Exactly. So, like, I think we're definitely going to have to do a part two, especially when it came, comes to the state plan. Um, side of giving because there's so many things that you can do with estate plans um, to you know help out charities of your choice and also your heirs when it comes to your estate. So it's definitely going to be a big topic for us to cover, especially in the new year for some planning opportunities. So just remember, in this happy time of year for folks, if you do give money away, it turns out you're a happier person. Exactly. And it's true. You feel good because you're doing good. Glad we were able to cover this today. I think it's a a timely topic that we can share with you, the listener, and appreciate you checking in. Yeah. And Aaron, if somebody wanted to reach out to talk with you, how can they reach you? Certainly. You can get a hold of us here at the office. It's uh, 858-487-3939. Or you can always email me at Aaron.Wiegman, that's W-I-E-G-M-A-N, at financialsense.com. How about yourself? Yes. So if you wanted to get directly in touch with me, again, you can call the office at the 858-487-3939 number, or you can send me a direct email at crystal.colbert, which is C-O-L-B-E-R-T at financialsense.com. Well, thanks for joining us here today and have yourself a nice holiday season. Take care. Yes. Talk to you soon.
The Financial Sense News Hour is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be considered as a solicitation or offer to purchase or sell any securities. The investments, investment strategies, and investment philosophies discussed or presented on the News Hour each involve their own unique risk factors, which are not discussed on the show. Responses to listener inquiries are based on the personal opinions of the Financial Sense staff and do not take into account listener suitability, objectives, or risk tolerance. Financial Sense News Hour and its parent company shall not be liable for any financial losses that result from investing in any companies mentioned in financial sense or arising out of the use of any material on the news hour. Please be advised that you invest at your own risk.